Hey everyone, welcome to Real Monkey Studios, our Premier League podcast. Once again, we've got to do this all over a uh, video calls, so the recordings are not as great as they normally would be, uh, but this is the time we're in. I hope you enjoy the pod. Hi, so in the next episode, we're now speaking about Liverpool versus Sheffield United and Southampton versus Everton. So starting off, Liverpool 2, Sheffield United 1. So... <laughs> We literally all predicted that Liverpool would go out and win this match. So there was no surprises really there with the result. The surprise, I think, was that Sheffield was the ones on the score sheet first. Um, obviously, it's come from a penalty. Very VAR controversial penalty. Uh, so again, we're talking about VAR. I, I don't think this was in the penalty box. I think at best it it's a free kick. On the line, which apparently, according to the commentators and other people, if it's on the line, it's a penalty. Yeah, but apparently. on the line, apparently it is in the box according to according to the rules. But I still, I still thought the majority of it was literally there outside the box. I, I thought it was going to be a free kick, and he. He got majority of the ball as well. I didn't think he really went through the player to get it. So I thought it was quite harsh. But yeah. uh, obviously yeah. they got it and Sheffield took advantage of it and, and went ahead and scored it. Um, but not long afterwards, Sheffield had a chance for another penalty after and weren't given it. However, I thought that was a more obvious... I thought it was a more obvious foul and chance for a penalty than the one they actually got. Uh, VAR not being used properly there again is would you say? I mean, yeah, it's going to be a theme for a big theme this season. <laughs> this is going to be a theme for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, or yeah, if not two seasons, till they get this right. Yeah, but I think it was good to see Sheffield play how he did because for the last couple of weeks we've not been seeing Sheffield play. That well, especially come when we compared them to how they were last year. So it was quite nice to see them having some form of attacking front this year. Uh, and with it being against the current champions, Liverpool, I think it, it was a good one to have. But obviously, their lead didn't last too long. Liverpool got the equaliser just before half time. Yeah. Uh, from, yeah, so Firmino went and scored it after basically a rebound um, after the keeper saved up. I think it was Mane's shot. And then, obviously, not long into the second half, Salah had a goal disallowed uh, for an offside. Very, very tight call again, I'm sure. Um, just like it was against Everton, a lot of Everton, uh, a lot of uh, Liverpool fans will be thinking that it should have been given but we're not the ones who see all the full ins and outs it was tight but I think it was off it was it was it was yeah it was and then the, in my opinion the, the surprise player to actually score which the winner which part of his body was actually outside I, I believe it was literally like his shoulder can you score with a shoulder no yeah <laughs> but they go by the armpit don't they <laughs> um, 
Obviously, the surprise, though, for Liverpool in terms of who scored the winner was the player that I thought was quite expensive for them to buy to play mostly on the bench, to sit on the bench most of this season, was Jota. And it was a well-taken header, to be fair. Yeah. So, I think Liverpool just, as champions do, they will go out and grind out and get those wins. And Liverpool did that in this match, I think. Uh, they took it on. They went behind, but all the way through they were trying to get back into that match. And... Yeah, I mean, they've come, they've, I think uh, Liverpool was in control Yeah, uh, for most of the match. Um, they've controlled the midfield. Uh, they certainly had more chances, uh, especially especially when you score just before break. Just what was needed. You know, they just levelled it before yeah. break, which is always a great thing to do when you are goal down. Yeah, in the first half, major could, boost. Could have been a completely different story it, in that second half could, if he hadn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Getting that goal back before the halftime whistle was an important thing for the players, the team, because yeah. you, you, sort of negativity would have dominated with being one nil down. But going into it, you've scored before the break. Yeah, you don't have to go back out and chase the win. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and that's always it's always been in football. It was the case. If you manage to do that before half time, you usually come back a stronger team. Um, yeah, it's just psychologically how this works for players, teams, and altogether managers. Because obviously his talk in half time, Jurgen was like, "Oh, for sure, for sure," uh, you know, <laughs> he, not for sure. He would have literally changed his half time talk from that goal going in because. He probably would have been going in at half time if they were still losing, literally saying, What are you all doing? Come on. Yeah. You know you can play. Why aren't you? To going straight to, Look, you're playing well. They've had a penalty. They shouldn't have. But, you know, you've got a goal. Now go win it. That's. Yeah. He's pretty much changed literally in that phrase from that. Um, But then again. As we as we said, it could have been a completely different second half if he hadn't got that, that goal. Yeah. But that, I, that I still think they still would have won because they were sure, they were knocking on the door. Uh, I, I do believe that um, they would have won this match. Yeah. Regardless, but that was a huge boost. I gave them the confidence at the start of the second half. Hence, why it only took him what 10, 11 minutes. If that... Wait, no, 20... Tw- sorry, the, it was the 60... Oh, so, no, I think it was the... 64th. 20 minutes. Oh, I think it was the Salah goal that was offside that was quite yeah. quick. Oh, th- yeah, that was before that, but obviously disallowed, fair game. They gave it a few more minutes and they scored. Yeah. And once again, brilliant header. Uh, I agree, Diogo Jota cost them quite a few pounds, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I thought it was a very expensive signing for him to... Mostly yeah. be on the bench. Like, we can't talk with United having Van der Beek, who's barely playing at the moment. Uh, yeah. But obviously, that's another day. Uh, it's, sometimes those things kind of happen. But and then, then once again, again, as I said, sorry, uh, yeah? earlier, once again, we have a club playing great passing football here from mm. Liverpool. And again, statistically, looking at what they did. This is the story this weekend. 17 shots, five on target. Yeah. You have to be more clinical with your finishing. Surely. You can't, just like once again, it's players trying well, they, the impossible instead of trying to go for the simple. Very Well, very late on, uh, Liverpool had a chance to score again. 
and uh, they hit the bar and it went straight back into the keeper's arms who was on the floor. He was lucky that it came pretty much straight back at him because yeah. if that had gone anywhere else and straight into a Liverpool player's foot, pretty much an easy goal. So I think I think Liverpool did exactly what we all expected. Sheffield, quite unlucky uh, in terms of how they did, but they also did well in the fact that they only held them to only be in, the, in front of them by one goal. They could have easily been losing. As you said, they had all those shots, but they've only had two goals. Yeah. And the thing is, Sheffield United is the same. Two on target, 13 taken. Yeah. Again, uh, what's, what's this tendency? That, that's the past couple of weeks. It's just like our old managers just giving I, them free, free, you know... I think, I think a lot of them are just absolutely tired. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I think some of the players, the fixtures at the moment are so tight, and obviously Liverpool have just had a European match as well in midweek. So I think some of them are just far too tired at the moment. Yeah, um, the thing is, what's the best option when you don't want to make the run and you know your teammate can't make a run? have a pop from distance it stops yeah. the game as well if you've missed if you've it, missed so they're tired definitely yeah. I mean, it's been a tiring but to be fair a better option than going for a pop for that you know you're not going to hit is passing back to your defence yeah to slow the pace yeah slow yeah. it down uh, but so, yeah I, I think it was exactly where we thought it was going to be uh, unlucky for Sheffield for not hanging on there uh, but well done to them for actually showing the Sheffield that we saw last season uh, I think for the first yeah, time this I mean, season in the first half Sheffield definitely were more like themselves from yeah. last year but then once again that that goal before half time sort of ruined it for them because as, as opposite to what we've said about Liverpool the team talk was a bit different yeah. in their changing rooms Sheffield United had a much different I chat. I mean, sorry, we had this lead and you've ruined it. And yeah. I'm sure there was a bit more negativity, which yeah, is there were, understandable. There was probably but some it didn't concern. motivate them correctly. Yeah. Um, but I think with that, we need to go to our next match, which is the other Merseyside club, <laughs> uh, who were away. Uh, so it was Everton away at Southampton. Now, None of us predicted this. This was what no. I put on our Twitter page, actually, as the shock of the weekend. It was. It um, certainly was. So we've got Southampton 2, Everton 0. And again, Everton, second game running, have got a red card. Um, yeah, yeah we last week. Can you this week? Yeah. So, and obviously last week they should have had two. Uh, if they had actually given the red card to Pickford, let alone Richarlison's later on in the game. Um, but it's silly from Digne. Uh, would I, I don't know why he did it. He, he'd already knocked on the players for several times and then he's basically just stood on his ankle uh, with yeah. his stud showing. That, that's dangerous. Stan it's, does that wrong. Know, and he's it's a look at half straight red. I somewhat feel it's harsh because he's not made a challenge as such. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think maybe... I'm probably leaning more towards the red, but I, would, I think the ref had... had at first glance... Like, at first glance, I would have said yellow. 
But when I, I don't know what the position the referee actually had on it to give it a straight red to actually see what we saw on the VAR and the slow motion after. Um, but it was a deserved red. Like the studs were showing, it was straight there. It was, it was reckless. He was no way near going for the ball. Uh, so I think the red card was the correct decision. I, and I, I applaud the ref literally going straight for his red card with it. I just wish I could see what his angle was for it because he clearly had a very, very good view to not need VAR oh, yeah. to, to back him up there. Uh, because, yes, the Everton players were arguing it, as they would do. As any um, team would. Yeah, um, but I think I think well played for that referee. He did exactly as it was. But Altogether, a very dirty match, I think. Yeah, there was a fair few... Um, Fair few fouls in this match. Uh, but, Twenty odd, I think. Uh, it, I know this is just stats and fouls. Sometimes it know, wasn't the cleanest match to watch. Um, but it was all played, all really well played for Southampton. Obviously, Ward Prowse had a, a really good goal in my opinion. Uh, I know we all slate Pickford pretty much very often, but I actually don't think he could have done too much for that goal. There was a lot of power to it, and it was at a very awkward angle. Um, so Pickford really would have had to have opened his body. I don't body think up. Pickford had a bad match, in all fairness, and obviously yeah. he had a lot on. His he mind didn't have his ha- last week. Yeah, he didn't have the howlers like we've seen in previous matches either. Yeah, he literally fair, Pickford, was doing. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I'm not a lot. I'm he, not sure about him as a player. Uh, I think he's, I'll he's not my England number one. No. Oh no, I don't. But I think Everton are doing well with him at the moment. I just, as as we've said, if ever with how Everton have been playing in the recent weeks, if there was one player that we thought was going to mess it up for them, we thought it was going to be Pickford. At the moment, I wouldn't put the blame on Pickford for this result. I'd be putting it on the players that are in front of him, because Everton had, in my opinion, an extremely bad game. I don't think they played well. Calvert Lewin really didn't have the service that he's had in previous weeks. No. Because uh, if he had, I believe that he would have scored. We've all seen how yeah, high he can jump and how clinical he's been this year. And we've yeah, the thing is, this it. is not down. As you said, this is not down to uh, Lewin at all. No. Yeah, it's I mean, not down to Lewin. Yeah. It's the we can players. All agree but... that he was not being provided anything. Yeah. I mean, midfield, unlike the other matches we've discussed. Yeah, it was I think the way around. He was hungry for it. He was asking for it. Yeah, but they just wouldn't provide because yeah. they couldn't. They were very. They were. There. Listen, well, Southampton chasing down. Yeah. yeah, Southampton were really good at closing the game down as well. You know, like not allowing the space, not allowing the delivery. But then obviously, they've got talent in midfield. Everton. Yeah, they. Ward Prowse is a brilliant player, and we've he's had a few England call ups, and I, I can't remember when his last call up was, but. It's definitely deserved and definitely in this next call-up that's going to happen very shortly in a few weeks' time. Yeah. I think he should be one that's going to get called up by Gareth Southgate. Only but problem still, is, in midfield for England right now, there is a lot of good competition there. And So even if he does get that call-up, will he even start for England or come off the bench uh, is the next thing. And then obviously the next goal that Southampton had was... Shea Adams and it wasn't actually that far after the first goal bit of a stumbler and again I think 
as we said, Pickford not to blame. Uh, and I would say that it's his defence that were the real letdown for Everton in this match. Um, Che Adams, um, I don't know. Obviously, it wasn't the greatest goal. But no, it was goal a, a, very much a fumble. He just got the last of it. But uh, It's obviously nice to see um, Adams, you know, playing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's we've seen different things with uh, Shea Adams over the years uh, well over the last year or so but I think I think Southampton have had a really bad start to this season in my opinion because they've, they've not been great but they've had the results but this this was convincing from them in my opinion I think oh that, God, I'm so sorry. It's all right. So I think out of the other all the matches we've had so far for Southampton, they've been relatively where we've expected them. But obviously, we've got ten points now after after the results that have got uh, come through. We're now sitting at seventh in the oh God, in the I'm league. Sorry. God, and they're actually, <laughs> they're actually only three points behind Everton now. So, to say I was saying that Southampton haven't had a great season so far because they've had two losses, they're not actually in a bad position. Uh, and yeah. I think I think I need to maybe relook over how Southampton are really playing because we've all been putting on a lot of pressure on Ings to score, I think, as a whole when we've been looking at Southampton and looking yeah. over them. But this is a game where he's not been the one scoring. It's his players around him. Um, maybe maybe Southampton are going to be this season doing what they were a few years back when Bochettino were with them, uh, where they're that surprise package, where they're knocking on the door of the European spots. Maybe they could be that team this year. Uh, but we are very early into this league, uh, into this season's league, obviously. So, time could time could really change that at the moment. Yeah, it could be a completely different story. I mean, I think, as I said before, the pandemic had an impact on this. And as you've said, players are very tired. Yeah. It's been a long year and it's been obviously taxing for them, same as everybody else. Mm. And there's a, lot, there's a lot more fixtures within the week with cups and all that. Hence why I think in the coming weeks... We're going to see a lot more of those wasted opportunities because players will be just, they won't be bothered to make the runs. Yeah. Simply because, and I tell you what, this could be even down to the management. They could be telling them, listen, don't overdo it physically. If you want to have a pop, have a pop. Yeah. Which is obviously going to be disappointing to us because, you know, it just like seems like a waste from the point of view of someone who watches football. But that... we, see, we see them work out sometimes. Look at, obviously, last week when it was Tottenham West Ham. Lanzini went for the pop in the last few minutes and got the equaliser and that is what we're still currently saying is the goal of the season so as much as we sometimes hate seeing it sometimes we love it too just because we we see it pay off yeah so I think I think when, it was, when it goes in it'll be great yeah I think this was overall very bad game from Everton it's Potentially going to cost them their current reign on how they've been playing. 
Uh, I think losing Dean at the back, or Dean A, uh, I cannot pronounce his name for the life of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Dinya. him being out for three games now is going to cost them massively at the back. Or um, you just bring a youngster? Maybe. If uh, you know, maybe they've got someone who's there ready definitely. to take I mean, it on this, and do well. We've seen this with United. We've seen it with many teams. Just like, bring I that ju- mixer out who's <clears throat> hungry for performances. He wants yeah. to be out there. They'll they'll, I, they'll they'll be able to cover those few matches when he's not there. Yeah. You know, because they want to they want to place in the first team. Every youngster wants that. Yeah. If they have enough hunger, they'll do it. Simply, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry about yeah. this, guys. Uh, Nathan is just uh, yeah posting backgrounds that are highly disturbing. <laughs> yeah, um, so I I think you're right. There is going to be some youngster there, but I just think it's because of how much of a vital player he is for Everton and what he provides for that team. I think it's just going to be a big miss for them when it comes to the next three weeks. Yeah. Um, but I think overall. I think we've said exactly what we can say on this ma- on these two matches. Liverpool getting the the three points that we all thought they would, but yeah. the big shock was Southampton getting uh, getting all three out against Everton, uh, against us, an Everton side that's been doing extremely well. Uh, recently. Listen, it didn't stop them from still being up top. It didn't yet. Oh, mind you, it's level <laughs> points, but yeah. Yeah, they're still Obviously, there the next for now. Weeks will be a big test. <laughs> they still come back from it. Not... Yeah, they they could still go on, but I think with that we've finished what we've uh, got for this episode. Yeah. And uh, in the next one, we'll be speaking about Wolves versus Newcastle and Arsenal versus Leicester City. Yeah. Hope to have will. you there. Bye. Bye.